This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to take your interviews and podcast episodes to the next level, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Visit poddex.com to get your Poddex today. Your host of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast, the man behind the mic, KSAT. Yo, what is good, everybody? What is good? This your man, KSAP, and I'm back. The man behind the mic is back. So happy to be back. Just been staying focused, been grinding, and we got a bonus episode that we're going to drop before this major relaunch. So today, I got my man with me. You know, he don't need no introduction. A good friend of mine, my boxing analyst. You know, he's, he's he's a purist when it comes to this boxing, man. He's a great analyst when we talk about boxing. Um, no other than DeWine Hall. Um, DeWine, man, welcome back to the set, man. How you doing? Hey, Sal, doing good, brother. Glad to be back. Uh, looking forward to chopping this fight up. Let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, as y'all know, man, we got a we got a major event that's coming up tomorrow night um, at Jerry's World, man. We got the hometown boy, Earl Spence, going against Philadelphia's Danny Garcia, and before we jump off into this show, I just want to say, you know, it's been a minute. I hope everybody's staying steady through this pandemic. You know, this this coronavirus thing started, you know, spiking back up. I hope everybody's staying healthy. I hope everybody's protecting their loved ones. I hope everybody's taking their precautions when they're out and about, making sure they're wearing their masks, doing their social distancing, everything that you can do in your power to keep yourself and your family healthy. So on your end out there in Atlanta, how's everything holding up for you, DeWine? Doing good, KSAT. Still uh, social distancing, you know, making maintaining my distance, trying to be safe and sane. Man, that's a great thing, man. It's always a pleasure to have you back. And, you know, no other than you to be on the show to, to, to kick off this bonus episode before we do this major relaunch, man. But we're going we gonna to dive into it, man. Um, we got a great night of boxing, you know, tomorrow night at Jerry's World. Uh, we got Earl the Truth Spence against Danny Garcia. And I just want to get your perspective on 
what you think, how this fight is going to play out, and what do you see happening? It's a tough one, K-Sat. It's a tough one because I think, you know, a lot of people are disrespectful to Danny Garcia, man. They they don't really realize how good Danny Garcia actually is. I, I rewatched the uh, Keith Thurman fight uh, yesterday. I rewatched it. And, you know, I was there at that fight live with uh, G and, and Lil Al. And, you know, at the fight I had at 114-114, I watched it later. I had Thurman up 115-113. But there were a lot of punches that were scored by Thurman that really didn't land. If, if you watch the fight closely, Danny stands right in the pocket. He's got timing. He's got a puncher's chance. He's got everything I want as far as a chance to win this fight. I, I just don't believe it. Though. <laughs> I just don't believe it because he just ain't busy enough. You know, he, he ain't busy enough to win any close rounds. So you can take a decision off the table. And then the big one, and I'm going to let you jump in there, KSAP, is you know how I feel about father trainers, man. If you know if they, if they had they called upon to make a difficult decision, it could be especially hard for father trainers. And so, you know, I, I think it's a good fight. I, I think people are underestimating Danny Garcia, but you know, Danny might get stopped in this fight. Wow, man, that's that's a bold that's a bold say right there. But one thing I got out of what you said, one thing that stood out was about not busy enough. Over the course of Danny Garcia's career, um, I alleviated to a lot on, you know, different podcasts when we was talking about boxing, about certain fighters that are not busy enough, but they're skillful to get the job done. You know, I'm not going to mention no names, but I'm going to call him out. Adrian Broner, so skillful, but not busy enough. Don't listen to his corner. He's a hothead. But in the Danny Garcia situation, like you said, a lot of people do overlook Danny Garcia. He's a formidable opponent. I mean, he's some he's somebody to be worried about. Um, he does stand in the pocket a lot. And like you said about the Keith Thurman fight, sometimes the crowd overreacts to a lot of things that some boxers do, might think in their landing punches. But we always talk about the effective aggressiveness. Um, and the crowd gets overwhelmed by punches being thrown, but not actually seeing these punches land. But they overreact, and that kind of sways on these judges. But my thing... I'm going to flip to the other side with Earl Spence. The only thing that I fear in this fight for Earl Spence is once he tastes that leather, does his body go in shock? You know, he's coming off this horrific car, you know, accident. He's been on a 14-month layoff. But other than that, been watching videos of Earl. He's been training. He's in shape. He's been working out. He looks good. His body looks remarkable. I mean, he then sculptured his body back out. He's hitting the big mitts. He's hitting the, you know, the heavy bag. And, you know, his trainer, Derek James, is impressed with what he's doing in his training camp. And coming off a car accident like that, I, it's going to be it's going to be hard to tell in a 14 month layoff. Once he tastes leather, does his body go in shock? If his body doesn't go in shock once he tastes that leather. Then, like you said, Danny Garcia might be on the verge of getting stopped because we're looking at Earl Spence. Earl Spence can fight in any different way. He beat Sean Porter at his own game when he fought Mikey Garcia. Yeah, Mikey was the smaller guy. Earl was the bigger guy. But they said Earl wasn't a boxer. He went out there showcasing his boxing skills. He did body work. 
headshots, combination. Even though he didn't get the stoppage, but he worked for 12 rounds. And, Dwan, what I always say about Earl Spence, Earl Spence is not going to let you outwork him. And for Danny Garcia not to throw that many punches, and if Earl is throwing a variety of punches and he's landing, like you said, his father is his trainer, man, and it's a hard decision that you might want to throw in the towel or let the ref stop it. And this this might get ugly, but I hope I hope we in a I hope we have a big treat here. I hope it's gonna be some fireworks because like you said, a lot of people sleep on Danny Garcia, but Danny Garcia got a lot of boxing skills, man, but he's just not busy enough. And everybody talks about that no look left hook. Earl, like I said, once he, you know, takes that leather and if he can if his body don't go in shock and he takes it in stride, Earl, that might bring the best out of Earl. So, you know, I know you want to say more. I know you got some more takes on it. So if it doesn't get stopped and it goes to the, the cards, who you have in favor? If it goes to the decision, you know, I got Earl Spence winning the fight. I think, you know, I think Danny has a puncher's chance. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the no-look left hook. People forget that a left hook can be an extremely effective punch against the southpaw. Uh, Danny has great timing. He's got a good chin. He's never touched a canvas, amateur or professional, ever in his career. He's never touched a canvas. He's got a good chin. You know, people thought uh, Matisse was going to be too big for him, too big of a puncher for him, took the punches well, took some clean right hands from Thurman. The, the big question I had early in the fight is what does Danny do with the jab as, as Earl's walking forward? Because, you know, he's not a fighter that's going to move around a lot. He's going to stand in the pocket. Yes. And I just, you know, if, 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 he can't, if he can't deal with that jab early, it's, it's going to get real, real ugly. But, again, the one thing that could be uh, speed and power is having good timing. Danny has it. If if Danny pulls out an upset and clips Earl, I, you know, don't say you didn't hear it from me first. But I just I, I just don't see it, man. He's just not busy enough to win close rounds. Um, he, he he's a true champ. I, I want to see him there. I, I just I, I just can't see a path to victory outside of you know a left hook that just you know clips Earl. And I think the fact that Earl doesn't really have a memory of the accident. Makes me think that the accident is not going to be that big of a deal. It'd be something different if he had like memories of it or flashbacks of it or or anything, but he has no memory of it. So I really don't even see the accident being a big factor in this fight. I I just don't. Wow, that that's that's interesting, man. Um, that you said that he don't have no memory of the accident because if you look at all the, you know, the interviews and stuff leading up to the fight, he only really speaks on that accident when somebody asks him about the accident. So right now he's in he's in training camp and he's focused. Like he said, after the accident, he wasn't able to do no working out. He just had to let his body heal because he was sore, you know, from that impact of the car accident flipping and things like that. And, and you know, God saved him. And the thing about it is he said he got a second chance at life, you know, for boxing and for his family and for his kids. But the, the one thing I like about Earl is Earl, he stays committed to his craft. And when I say that is Earl has plan A, plan B. Earl has a jab. Earl has great body work. And Earl knows how to press on the gas. 
Um, if you remember when he fought Kell Brook, Kell Brook did some great things early in the round, one, two, three, and four. Earl tasted a lot of leather. But if you notice, five, six, seven, eight from on, Earl stepped on the gas. He started walking, walking him down. He started committed to the body, body shots, body shots. Earl is not going to always beat you upstairs. Earl makes sure he works the body, drops so you can drop them hands, and then he goes for the right opportunity to land the combinations upstairs. So the one thing about Danny Garcia, like you said, if he stays in the pocket and he don't back up and Earl walks forward and Earl starts breaking that body down, and what we always say, when you start breaking that body down and you're breaking it down, what happens to that chin? That chin comes up over them feet, and then all of a sudden, you got that uppercut sitting there waiting to take the opponent out. So my prediction on this fight, I got Earl by decision if it goes all 12. And then also I can see Earl stopping Danny Garcia. I give Danny Garcia a puncher's chance, but that puncher's chance is probably anywhere from 25 to 30%. I can't I can't meet him halfway. If Earl goes in there and we show and he shows the things that he's capable of doing and no memory of the accident, I think Earl will be fine. Well, we're gonna find out, you know, because I think both of them right now are ten foot tall, bulletproof, and their mind, nobody's gonna stop them. Uh they're going in to win. I think it's gonna be a good fight. You know, I, I think people are disrespecting Danny Garcia. Uh, I think he's going to surprise some people, but I just think he's going to come up short. I, I, I just, you know, he just ain't busy enough. I, and you you can't see a fighter go in there and not be busy enough. And then you, you made an earlier point, you know, we always say you fight the boxer, box the fighter. Yes. You know, Earl could go in there and bang. He could fight. Or he could go in there and box. And we don't know which one's going to show up. And I'm curious to see which one is going to show up because, Danny Garcia is not known as as he's not known as being great at every anything. Honestly, he, he kind of shows up as average on everything. But he's a I really like him. He's a really really good fighter on the inside. People don't give him enough credit. He has really good defense and solid timing and a chin. So he, he's got a puncher's chance. I give him a fifty percent chance on that puncher's chance. I mean, a left hook is an extremely effective punch against a southpaw. I just, he just ain't busy enough. Yeah, he just ain't busy enough, K-Side. That's going to be the take, man, because Danny, you know, he does start off slow. And if you start off slow and, and Earl starts putting, you know, rounds in the bank and, and Danny starts to try to warm up and then he got to get aggressive, that's when it might take the toll on the early night because he's behind on the scorecards. He has to take a chance. And if he takes that risk, it might be a big reward for Earl Spence, man. Earl Spence said he wants to beat him up bad. Earl said he wants to give him his first, you know, taste of the canvas, even knocking him out the same way that he treated the Porter fight. You know, he went into that Porter fight, you know, he meant business. He, you know, he almost had him in the 11th round. But, you know, Porter, you know, tough guy like him. I know he wasn't going to lay down. He was going to keep on coming. So that made it an interesting fight. But with this Danny Garcia, I've saw in the past, man, I've saw where Lamont Peterson had him hurt later in the rounds. And I saw the way Earl Spence beat Lamont Peterson up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, man. And I hope I hope we in for a treat, man. And, 
you know, he wins that fight. And one thing I like about Earl Spence, Earl said he didn't need no tune-up. He wanted the big fish right away. He didn't want no, you know, tune-up fight. He wanted to come right after Danny Garcia. And, you know, he had to put some, you know, respect on a lot of things that a lot of people said that, you know, Danny Garcia been calling him out for two years. Earl said, nah, that's stop all the capping. He ain't never called me out. He jumped in the ring after that Porter fight. And that's when he, you know, mentioned he wanted to fight me. And, you know, Danny Garcia, he said it himself. Now, I, I ain't been calling him out for two years. I'm not the type of person to call nobody out. You know, I wanted Earl after that Porter fight. So respect to Danny Garcia for, you know, standing up, you know, putting all these rumors to rest about he been calling Earl Spence out. But Earl had to fact check a lot of people, man. And that's what I like about Earl. Earl's a humble cat. Danny's a humble cat too, man. And it's going to be interesting. So we say Earl, you know, beats Danny Garcia. What fight would you like to see Earl Spence take? Because Bud Crawford's situation with Bob Arum, that's a tricky situation, man. How you feel about that situation with Crawford and um, Bob Arum? You know, uh, it, it's kind of crazy case that, like, if it's just one fighter to come out and say, you know, Bob Arum's kind of shady, I probably wouldn't give a lot of credence. I'd be like, oh, you know, they're kind of a sour grape or whatever have you, but... You know, you go back to Floyd. We talked earlier before about Floyd buying out his contract with Top Rank, saying he was done. He didn't want to fight for Top Rank anymore. And, you know, he's not the only fighter. I mean, you had Boom Boom Mancini. I mean, there's a lot of fighters over the years that have had, you know, problems with Bob Arum. And so it, the problem has to be Bob. It has to be Bob. Bob talking about, you know, he lost money on the fight. Then he talking about somebody from Crawford's camp. Must be leaking fight details <laughs> when he, you know, he got his contract. I mean, he had the same contract for 30 years. Yes. He's the one leaking all the information, you know. So, I, I, you know, hopefully, hopefully we'll see Terrence come over on PBC and, and go ahead and, and start to see some of those fights because, you know, the, the clock is ticking. Father Time's undefeated. You already got Crawford in his early 30s. You know, uh, two years could be a long time. I think he has like one year, two fights left on his contract. Yes. I, you know, you know, if one of them take an L, like I said with with the uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua uh, fight, right? That was a huge mega fight. Yep. Joshua took an L. All of a sudden, the big fight went away. Now Wilder got knocked out. All the steam's gone. <laughs> so, you know, you can let that fight percolate for too long. Yeah. Right? You can let that fight percolate for too long. So. I, I rambled on a little bit. You know, I want to see the fight with uh, with Crawford be the next one. I'd like to see – I can see Crawford and uh, Thurman uh, go ahead and, and get into an elimination fight, the fight Spence, if Spence wins that fight. But, see, the situation is tricky, though, because, you know, with Crawford being with, with top rank, you know, he's not going to fight nobody on the PBC side. I mean, you know, they're talking about Pacquiao. You know what I'm saying? They not mentioning no names of like, you still got Porter out there. You know, like you said, Thurman. They be interesting fights. But Bob Arum, his promotion with Bud Crawford, it's kind of it's leery to me. Because, you know, Bob Arum was really trying to promote Lomachenko, right? And when Lomachenko got beat, it's like that steam has cooled off. Now... After Crawford's last fight with Kell Brook, the way Bob Arum was speaking, man, a lot of people was like, man, I don't know what Bob Arum's talking about because it wasn't clear to me that he was really on Bud Crawford's side. 
So for Bud to get these fights with these guys that are fighting on Fox PBC, it's going to be hard. But they're, these fights are there to be made, and I want to see them. And like you said, Bud Crawford's, you know, in his 30s. You know, two years could be a long time before, you know, anything happens. He got one fight left on his, I think it's one fight and one year left on that Bob Aram contract. But you got to go to the other side if you want to, like Earl Spence, if you want to be on the A side, you got to come over. Then them fights can happen. Then you can clean that whole division up. But it's like Bob Arum, I, I just don't know. And, and you touched on it, man. That's why Floyd had to get out. Floyd bought out his contract, and you saw the brilliancy, what Floyd did when he bought the contract out, how he excelled in his craft and his business. So Bud Crawford, man, if you listening, man, you got to get out of that situation, man, because we do want to see you fight Earl Spence, man. I think y'all the the top two in that division, and we need to see that fight. Give the people what they want. Everybody talked about that Floyd and Pacquiao fight. Wasn't giving the people, but things just wasn't adding up, man. We always talk about it, but we'll leave it alone. Pacquiao on that juice. I had to slide that in there. But at the same time, <laughs> that fight happened, and we saw what happened, even though it didn't happen when everybody else wanted it to happen. But it happened, and Floyd you know, went out there and did what Floyd had to do. But that's what I want to see in this situation. I want to see Crawford and Spence fight. Everybody wants to see that fight. But, you know, we got we got some guys out there that are coming, man. And um, was you impressed with the Tank Davis fight over Leo Santa Cruz, man? Give me a breakdown and rundown on that one. I, I was impressed uh, with Tank Davis uh, in that fight. You know, I didn't think he would, he would stop Santa Cruz, even though Santa Cruz was, was really a 126-pounder, so... You know, that's, he came up a little bit heavy in that weight, but I think Tank did well for himself. I saw Tank live here in Atlanta last December when he fought uh, Gamboa, another super impressive fight. Um, but it's something, you know, and it's hard for me to say because, you know, you know Javante is, 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 is hometown. You know, he's from Maryland. He, he's from the Baltimore area. And... Uh, I, I'm always going to root for him, but it's something to me when every top fighter calling him out. I mean, every top fighter from 100 and, 130 pounds to 140 pounds is calling out Tank Davis. Like, ain't nobody scared to call his name. And so I, I don't know what's going on with that case, Seth. I mean, you let me know why everybody is calling out. Uh, the, even guys, Shakur Stevenson just moved up to 130 pounds calling out Tank. What's the story behind that case, Seth? Let this, me know. This this is my take on it. Before Tank Davis started really, you know, knuckling down, went out there to Vegas and got with Floyd Mayweather, right? Listen where I'm going with this. Before he got out with Mayweather, what was Tank Davis doing after every fight? He's out there partying. He's out there hanging with Adrian Broner. He's out there blowing up. You know what I'm saying? The same way Adrian Broner, after a fight, they get these bellies. Then they got to do all this hard work in training camp just to make weight. Now, you notice, before this Leo Santa Cruz fight, everybody was calling him out, calling Tank out, calling Tank out. So Leo Santa Cruz got the fight. But he went into this Floyd training camp. He went out to Vegas, and, and Tank Davis touched on this after the fight. He wants to move his, he wants to move his camp out into Vegas. He know he has to get away from the Maryland and DC streets. He know he has to get away because he's not focused. 
These guys, before these fights, before he fought Leo Santa Cruz, coming into every fight, every fight that Tank walked into, Tank looked like he was out of shape. Sometimes he couldn't make weight. Sometimes he's barely making weight. Sometimes he got to strip down to his drawers to make weight. Sometimes you see Tank, you know, fighting. Like when he fought Gamboa. He didn't prepare for Gamboa. It just happened that his skills on an older Gamboa started to take his toll in the late round. Because he was hitting Gamboa with a lot of shots and couldn't get him out of there, right? So then he finally got him out of there. But if you look at going into this Leo Santa Cruz fight, he stayed dedicated. He was in shape. And that's the first time I ever saw Tank Davis when he was in the ring that everything was at his pace. And if he had to go 12 rounds, he'd have went 12 rounds. He was in great condition. But what stood out to me, and I tell you this all the time about Mayweather, it's the fact that Mayweather throws the jab to the body. Tank was doing the same thing, setting Cruz up. And when he set Cruz up, the uppercut was there the whole fight. But the body shots of the jabs to the body setting him up. And he finally started walking Leo Santa Cruz down because he said, you know, Leo Santa Cruz hit him one time and he felt it. But he then right there, he said, I can take it. So I just walked in there and he kind of big boy him, got him up out of there. But now I don't think nobody going to call Tank out because Tank, I think he's serious about his craft now because he's in that Mayweather camp. I told you that about Zab Judith. If he'd have got rid of Joel, his, his dad as a trainer and got with them Mayweathers, Zab would have been still in boxing. He would have been, his name would have been still something to been reckoned with. But that's either here nor there. But I don't think a lot of cats are going to call Tank out now. But the, the guys that have been calling him out, I don't think they want that smoke right now because Tank, I think Tank's committed. I think Floyd got him on that, you know, that even playing field where if you dedicate yourself to your craft because you're skillful, you got power. But if you commit it, I work with you. I give you the knowledge. If you go out there and execute it, you're going to be good. So I don't think nobody should be trying to call Tank out now because what I saw in that fight with Leo Santa Cruz, Tank Davis, he's for real. He is for real. So, I mean, that's my that's my take on it. I mean, you might see it a little different. I mean, if you got anything else you want to say on that, you let me know. Well, I mean, he's the money man. So, I mean, that's why people want to fight is, is he is the money man. The cash cow. He, he, you know, he he's a cash cow right now uh, in the lower divisions. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, it just seems to me like everyone's calling him out and everyone's ducking Devin Haney, like we said on a couple of podcasts, who can't seem to get a big fight with these guys. You know, Lopez don't want to fight him. He just beat Loba and now he want to diss uh, Devin Haney. I don't know, like Ryan Garcia don't want to fight him. You know, they all pick these other fights before they see Devin Haney, but they all calling out uh, uh, Tank. And and to me, that's saying a lot. They know something about Tank that I ain't saying that he's been protected or nothing like that because he looked super impressive. And like when I saw him here in in, in Atlanta live, I mean, Baltimore show out. <laughs> Baltimore came to Atlanta and showed in out party. for Tank Davis. Yeah. Yeah, they showed out. I mean, pink furs and everything. It it was ridiculous out uh, there. Baltimore showed out for Tank Davis. He's the cash cow. I just anytime I see a lot of top fighters, everybody's calling his name, and they're not calling other people's name. They all know something. So you know, I, I want to see how long he can go. Can he stay committed 
uh, for 10 plus years. You know, anybody can get committed for a fight or two, yeah. right? And, you know, a lot of people can deal with rock bottom KSAP is when they start having success that they can't deal with it, you know? And so now he's having success. Let's see how he can deal with it. And, and I'm glad that you said calling out, right? Go back and look at Mayweather's career. When Mayweather became the cash cow, you had any and every fighter in that division trying to call Mayweather out because they wanted a payday. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. So now. Yeah, I mean, even the B side against Mayweather is a three, four million dollar fight. Exactly. So now Tank is the cash cow and Mayweather made it perfectly clear. He's the cash cow now. So everybody's trying to get that payday. You go back and look at when Mayweather was fighting. Like I said, I'm going to go back to it. Keith Thurman tried to call Mayweather out. He wanted that payday, right? But yeah. it's crazy that, you know, like you said, cats are calling Tank Davis out because he the cash cow. Tank fighting on pay-per-view now, right? Everybody's trying to get on pay-per-view. And then we go back to that Bud Crawford. You still fighting on ESPN. We need to well, see. Well, we talked about that. We, we talked about that in the last podcast, Case Sap. I yeah. mean, back in May. When the pandemic, you said, what's out there for Crawford? And I said, I don't see a big fight because without a crowd, you can't get a pay-per-view. Yeah. And it ain't been that many pay-per-view fights out there. And and like you just said, Crawford's fight against Kell Brook, was, you know, that was ESPN. That was not pay-per-view. And that goes back to the promotion team with Bob Arum. That's the way That's the way I look at it. But you got Spence fighting on pay-per-view. You just, you just had Tank Davis fighting on pay-per-view. Right? So something yeah. something's not adding up, and you know, with the Tank Davis and Leo Santa Cruz, we had we had we had people in the crowd. You see, yeah, it was a light crowd. It was a light crowd, but they had people in the crowd. Yeah, and yeah. And, and tomorrow night's fight at Jerry's World, they're gonna have seventy percent of people in them seats. Mm. And you know, Earl's a hometown yeah. boy, so you know he likes to put on for his city. But that's what I'm saying about these promotions. He's fighting on pay-per-view. He's he's the cash cow, so everybody wants their chance at Earl Spence. And I'm glad that Earl Spence didn't duck nothing coming off that car accident. Like he said, I don't need no tune-up. Get, get, line them up, and I knock them down. Strap season. Man down. And that's what's impressive. <laughs> about, exactly. But that's what's, that's what's impressive about Earl Spence, man. Earl don't duck nothing. Earl, Earl is a gritty grinder, man. And, and it's going to be interesting, man. And I can't wait till tomorrow night. And it, it's kind of funny. And I want to see the reaction if Earl stops Danny Garcia. I want to see what these beat writers and these boxing purists say about what Earl did. Because a lot of people are like in your position, which you had with Floyd. You 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 wanted to see Floyd get knocked out. You wanted to see him get, you know, dethroned. A lot of people feel that way about Earl Spence. They want to watch it to see Earl get knocked off that pedestal. But, you know, Earl, he's he's a gritty guy, man, and it's gonna be interesting, Dewan. It's gonna be interesting, and we, we're gonna touch about it. We're gonna have a we're gonna have some post fight commentary after this fight as well. But I I, I gotta bring this up because this is funny. You a big Roy Jones fan. I know how you like Roy Jones. In what I saw last week, that was the most 
it was entertaining. It was pure entertainment for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones to get in the ring. And what my position on that and what I feel about that, that was great entertainment. And Snoop Dogg's commentary made it even better. But what I saw in Roy Jones, after the first round, he was dead tired. The gaslight was on. And I just think it was opportunities that Mike Tyson could have knocked him out, even at the age of 54. But I think there was some contract clause where Mike was not to throw no uppercuts or no hard shots to the head because mainly he did a lot of body work. I mean, I know you watched the fight. I know you saw it. So just give me your recap. So, you know, first of all, I watched it after the fact. I didn't watch it live. Uh, to me, it's a lot like watching uh, Rocky fight Hulk Hogan. <laughs> or was that Rocky 2, Rocky 3, or something like that? You know, I, I just don't give a lot of credence to it. Uh, I respect both men, both are legends, uh, top of their game. What I, what I saw from Roy, man, was uh, what I expected to see from Roy. You know, anytime Mike got close, he, he just tied him up, you know. So he tried to use the arm guard, yeah. he tried to sneak in a couple of punches. And then tie Mike up. You know, he kept looking to the referee to come break the fight up. Um, you know, it was already a two-minute round. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm 45. They, they in their 50s. They are better shape than I am, so I can't be too hard, too judgmental. Because you know, I don't know that I could do that many two-minute rounds. But for me, I, you know, to your word, it's entertainment. But it ain't, it ain't boxing. It ain't, it ain't fighting. It ain't. You know, it's, it's almost sad to, for me. It, you know, in a way, it's, it's sad to see people, you know, clinging on to uh, shells of who they used to be rather than evolving and, and to, you know, who they are today. So wow. that, I'm going to just leave it at that. Wow, that, that's an interesting take on that. But like I said, the commentary with Snoop Dogg, man, it was hilarious. Man, he had me <laughs> rolling and... You know, poor little Nate Robinson on that fight card, man. He got stretched and put to sleep. And Snoop Dogg was like, Lord. Man, he just, man, Snoop had it. He was like, oh, my. And he was like, man, he out there in, in, in basketball shoes, man. You don't you don't play box. You play basketball. Yeah, he said, slow, man, he said and, slow down, nephew. Yeah, he said, slow down, nephew. But the thing about Nate Robinson, he's an athlete, but the boxing skills was not there. I don't know who trained him, but you can you can tell Jake Paul, he's been training for a while and he he's he's been committed to the boxing game and he wants to continue his career. I mean, you know, over time man, he got he, you you can tell that he knows how to box. Now, f- with the fact that he knows how to box, the thing that Nate Nate was just running up on him and that's that's not boxing. He was just running up on him so he got caught. And I tell a lot of people. I called the same punch three times three in times a row. Three times in a row. So every knockdown right. yes. was the same punch. Yeah. Yes. Running in with his chin over his front foot. Say that one more time. The chin over the down. what? <laughs> the chin over the what? The chin over the front over his front foot, man. Just running in. I, I, I don't know who, who did that to that man. And you said before, you know, your chin don't know that you're 200 exactly. and some pounds. You know. Oh, they, they disrespected that man. Exactly. And and I tell people, I hear this all the time about guys talking about Floyd Mayweather. They talking about, you give me three months to train, I'll get in that ring and I'll knock Floyd out. And I don't care who you are. If you ain't never boxed, I'm going to give you 
four to five months, six months of training. You're not going to go in there and knock Floyd Mayweather out. He's been fighting 20-plus years, ain't never been knocked out by professional athletes that box. And you tell me yeah. just because you think you can, you know, you're bigger than Floyd, you can get in there and knock Floyd out? No, sir. I put my money on Floyd all day long. I got a lot of cats that be saying, man, I'm 180 pounds. You still not going to knock Floyd out. You have no boxing skills. And when no, you get hit, man. how you going to respond? <laughs> and Nate, and we saw Nate, saw that firsthand. You know, he got hit. The same punch over and over and over again. It's crazy, man. I, you know. It's crazy. <laughs> Wild, At some man. point, you gotta realize the stove is hot. You know, you can't. <laughs> you rush. <laughs> you rush in three times in a row, get caught the same punch over and over and over again. I, I you know, the last time I saw that is, uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you remember when Corey Sanders heavyweight beat uh, the younger Clisco brothers, and um, I forget Bali, the other one's Bali, name. Bali, 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 yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yes, the younger one. Anyway, yes. man, he could not get away from that left hand and the left. You know, just kept eating the left over and over and over again. And I'm like, he cannot get away from this left hand. And poor Nate just kept running in with his head down and just kept getting with the same overhand right. Every knockdown was the same punch. Same I couldn't punch. believe it. It was it was crazy. And the last one, he, I, I don't know why he even tried to run in, got hit with it, and that's when he went to sleep. Night, night, Nate, man. So it, it, was, it was comical. You know, Snoop Dogg's commentary was hilarious. Man, but on a serious note, man. And, uh, and now everybody want piece of Mike. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Evander, Evander Evander calling him call out. Lennox Mike. Lewis chiming in. Everybody wants, you know, Mike, Mike looked, you know, physically good. You know what I'm saying? For B-54, looked look like he was in shape. You know, you could see, if pe like I told my son, if you never saw Mike Tyson fight, right, and this was the first time that you saw him fight and what people say about him, you can envision, you know, the glimpse of what everybody was talking about because he still had that side to side movement. But, you know, back in the days when Mike was doing that side to side movement, when he would go to the side, the first thing he would do when he would, you know, go to the right, he would throw that left uppercut. None of that was there yeah, against top, Roy. And I just don't to the think. Body and uppercut to the head. Yeah, I just don't think he wanted to hurt Roy. I think it was in the contract, no knocks downs, no hard, you know, body, um, no hard um, head shots or anything like that. But the way Roy was throwing them punches and running away, man, it was just comical, man. But like you said, I can see where you say it's sad because of the fact that they're a shell of themselves, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, they gave us pure entertainment for what's going on in the world. We, we Everybody probably sat back and laughed because a lot of people watched that fight. I mean, they got a lot of pay-per-view vibes on it. So, you know, kudos yeah, to Yeah, they got, they got the name. They got the name recognition. But, you know, for me, I, you know, I told you many times, growing up, Sugar Ray Leonard was my childhood hero. There was no higher mountain, no better boxer in the world uh, than Sugar Ray Leonard. And, you know, when 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 Terrible Terry Norris made him retire for, again, it was like you know, he kept coming back. You know, he retired and come back, retired and come back. And for some reason, you know, these fighters, they can't let it go. You know, they, they just can't walk away from the ring. And and I hate to see that. Um, you know, I, I love I, I love to see uh, uh, two champions. I love to see fighters give their all. I just hate to see them just keep going back, man. They can't let it go. So hope, we'll see what happens next.
Yeah, but I don't I don't know if you saw um, you know, when you rewatched the fight, even Sugar Ray Leonard touched on that when he, you know, came back to fight Terry Norris and, and guys like that. He touched on that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you brought that up, but you know, he touched on that. So Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like you know, it's like people still talking about, you know, what what they did in high school football or you know, like dude, yeah. you know, we we almost fifty years old. You still yeah. talking about high school basketball yeah. games and stuff. Come on. It, it's kinda crazy. You gotta let it go. Yeah. And, and and before we wrap it up, man, um, you know, I know you're real impressed with your boy Devin Haney. We touched on it earlier about people ducking him. We did it on a previous podcast. But his last performance against Gamboa, I mean, the thing about Devin Haney, counterpuncher, quick, sharp. But the only thing that I see that might be his downfall, Devin Haney to me don't have that power. I mean, he has great hand speed, great defense. And you might not need a lot of power when you got great hand speed and a lot of defense because it's, it's going to be the accumulations of punches that were on an opponent. But when you fight in the lights of a Ryan Garcia, you know, uh, a Lopez or a Gamboa, I mean, not a Gamboa, but a Tank Davis, guys that have punching power and you get clipped, how are you going to respond? So, but Devin Haney's last performance against Gamboa, you saw the lightning hand speed. I mean, he's quick, the counter punches and everything, but he still couldn't get Gamboa out of there. And, you know, for Gamboa being old as he is and being in brutal wars, I mean, you know, he took a lot of punches from Devin Haney, but he, he stood there. He, he went all 12. So, if... The Devin Haney and Tank Davis fight ever happens, I just, man, because Tank got speed too, but Tank got power with his speed. And my thing about it is Devin Haney ain't really never been hit. So I want to see how he reacts when he gets clipped. The thing, the thing that's so funny about about which is there's a couple of things that's funny about it. One, I, mean, I agree with you. Like He can't put butts in the seat because he don't have – you know, uh, the knockout power, you know, he got, he got warning track power, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, 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 he, you know, he can't get over the fence, but he got warning track power. And, uh, so it's hard for him to put butts in the seat. It, it sort of reminds me of like Winky Wright, right? So like oh, wow. Winky was too good for fighters to take a chance and fight them. Yeah. Winky wasn't going to go out there and knock you out. He's going to put on a great boxing performance. Yes. Those of us that love boxing, like enjoy watching it. But your casual fan is not going to be too interested in watching that fight. They want to see somebody get knocked out, especially nowadays, where you know you got all kinds of UFCs and yes. you know all kinds of ultimate fighting type uh, thing going on. So I, the thing is, though, is you know, it's rumors he did have a, a gym war in the Mayweather gym with Tank, and he shut Tank down in there. He he uh, he admitted that he he uh, lost. His first fight to Ryan Garcia and the amateurs beat him the second fight. Um, I think they bought a, they fought a couple of times. He's been calling out Tiafimo Lopez before Tiafimo uh, got the fight with Loma. Nobody wants that fight. So nobody's actually calling his name. And it's, it's frustrating for a boxing purist like me because I would love to see him go in there and put on a good performance. I mean, that's why I love boxing. Yes. It don't matter who hit the hardest, right? It's a thinking man's game. So I would love to see that. But, you know, he, he's not putting butts in seats. And he won't be able to put butts in seats until somebody with a name gives him a fight. He shut Gamboa down. Come yeah. on. He'd be the, a, a fighter 
a Cuban fighter, you outbox a Cuban fighter. Yeah. Let's just stop right there. Well, <laughs> you outbox a Cuban I mean, fighter. Come it, on. It was man. impressive, man. I mean, like I said, with the hand speed, the counter punching, you know, Gamboa was never in the fight, but Gamboa lasted. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Devin Haney gave us 12 rounds of, you know, boxing. But like you said, boxing is about, you know, protecting yourself, not getting hit, but you hitting somebody. And like you said, yeah. these guys don't put butts in the seats, but you got these other guys that are cash cows as Earl Spence, Tank Davis. Now they putting butts in seats, right? And they getting these pay-per-view fights. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it is Devin Haney fighting on the zone network. The zone, you know, they having a little issue over there. You know, the thing with um with um your boy, um, Delahoya and um What's the, um, Canelo? Yeah. You know, Canelo got up yeah. out of that. And I just think down the and line. And Ryan, Ryan went out. Yeah. Ryan Garcia, Ryan Garcia went out. That's what I'm saying. And the thing about it is with that feud between De La Hoya and Canelo, and De La Hoya wants to come back to boxing, I could see that Canelo and, and, and De La Hoya fight happening down the line. But we're going to leave that alone. We ain't going to touch on that right now. We're going to keep that for the latter end on another show. But – I just throwing that out there. Y'all heard it here first on the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. And I'm just putting it out there. But it's gonna be a great night tomorrow night, man. And and, and Dewan, I always appreciate your time. You're taking the time out to join me and putting your boxing, you know, just your spirit of boxing on the podcast, on these boxing episodes, man. Cause that makes it great for the people, man. And I, you know, with this bonus episode I'm about to drop, people are gonna love to hear us again, man. But um we back and we full throttle now, man. So I just want to thank you again. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? Nope, I'm good, KSAP. Thank you as always. We're on the road to 100,000 streams. Let's make it happen. Man, I appreciate you, man. And you guys, man, your boy is back. I'm excited. So stay tuned. And I want everybody to just be safe, protect your loved ones. And we're going to catch you on the next one. And it's going to wrap up the relaunch bonus of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. We're going to catch you on the next one. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share on all major platforms.